This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. All this time, partner, everything you've done, everything you've said, I've heard all about. So you've made some remarks in the past about when is Papa Fritz going to be here. Papa Fritz is here. Johnny Sorrow for Flying Solo without Kelly. He is on his honeymoon. Congratulations, Kelly. I'm sure you're having a great time with your wife. Uh, hopefully with his wife. Yeah, hopefully with his wife. Um, maybe he has a mistress by now. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, but he, I think he's, he's too classy to bring her on his honeymoon. Uh, <laughs> I know. You're probably wondering, why Why did you guys record something in the bag? Well, I'll tell you, that's because of me. We had set it up, and my old ass fell asleep and missed our uh, our recording thing so uh, uh listeners sorry about that uh and i already apologized to kelly and johnny enough times uh Dude, so i don't fine. need a, i don't think a public <laughs> apology is uh, necessary but johnny how are you doing man i'm doing good doing good that's awesome all right man this is world-class championship wrestling number nine and it's february 20th 1982 and we get the commentary team of gene goodson and david von eric mm-hmm. uh uh i mean <laughs> I, I you know for having fun with the show i'm kind of i'm kind of liking the uh rotating cast of characters they give goodson i love it uh, I, I i you know what i love and i, I yeah. adore this so yes because this is straight up uh, for some comedy for Johnny. Oh. Uh, I don't think it helps the show in the grand scheme. Well, no, of no. It's also, it's not just that it's comedy. It's, I love seeing shit in wrestling that's so bad as they find their way to what works. Yeah. And, uh, and so, because people always hide that shit. And so, like, hey, it's, it's part of history, gosh darn it. Yeah, and I hate to break it to you. This know, is the last show. I know. This is the last one Ugh. where he, he kind of does like a soap opera uh, character you never hear from again where, oh, Gene's on vacation and Mark Lawrence uh, uh-huh. is still in for him this week. Well, Gene never comes back next week. He never so, comes uh, back from vacation. <laughs> yeah, he's like the kid who walked up, went, went into the attic and never came back down. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, some mob, Prince Hall being all mobster, you gotta take a vacation, see? <laughs> yeah, and I know. I really, honestly think they had the intention of bringing him back, but really liked uh, what came back with Lawrence uh-huh. uh, because I mean they were mentioning Goodson on his show. Normally, if they're just gonna replace Cousin Joey, they just don't mention the character uh, yeah. ever again, type of thing. So, <laughs> uh, well, we'll talk about that time next week. But um, uh, we open up with Carlos Zabata versus Tony Torres. Um, what 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 you thought? What you thinking here, man? Well, first of all, I got uh, Mark Lawrence in his uh, Judge Smales from Caddyshack pants. You know, 
<laughs> quite the fashion plate there. Which, which was, which was very fashionable. Uh-huh. Right was it? Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, speaking of fashion, it's always neat seeing David Manning still having to wear a referee shirt before he can, you know, be a little bit of a superstar himself and be one of those guys who has his own own gear. Yeah. <laughs> right now he's like one of these one of these days I'm not gonna be wearing these stripes. I'm gonna wear a brown pantsuit. <laughs> um, of course, Gene says uh, about Tony because he's a, a rookie. He's a uh, He's talking about how great he is, and then he goes, you know, but, you know, it is a fact that he has lost every match he's ever had. You know, but he's just a rookie. <laughs> Barry's, uh, Gene is struggling to get David to talk. He is, like, throwing lines and and giving spaces, trying to bring David into this conversation and until he finally just says, like, and who, what would David Von Eric think of that? Goes, oh, well, let me tell you, Gene. <laughs> they do, someone does a backdrop, and he goes, that's a backdrop or a back loop slam? I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> who told you that? <laughs> I know, brother. After, like, now I think we've had Gene on three or four shows now. And the brother has zero credibility to me as an announcer. Zero uh, credibility. Again, who, who knows what these assholes fucking says? Uh, hey, when you get out there, you call call the that thing they call the backdrop. Call it this, okay? <laughs> yeah, zero cred. I every time I hear him talk, I love oh my him. God, what's he gonna say? I, I adore uh, this man. It's a sad. It's gonna be a sad farewell for me. Uh, and he keeps calling Carrie the uncrowned world champ. Like right in front of David, and it, it just, it seems weird, and I think it's because so often we were under that impression that at this time the top one, Eric, is David. He's the guy who's going to be the champion, and they're going on and on about Carrie here right in front of David. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, they definitely changed the narrative. I think this is this is where Carrie uh, was starting to get his push. Uh-huh. Because in a few months he pins Harley Race, and then uh, that's where they get the uncrowned champion. Even though Harley wasn't the champion at the time, mm-hmm. but then he went in and beat Flair and became the champion. So that's how they came up with the narrative. I think it was just timing, honestly, right. that they are building up uh, uh, a Flair. I mean, building up uh, Carrie for uh, Flair for his run and his series of runs, and it so happened that he. Got lucky, got lightning in the bottle, and pinned uh, Harley at the time, mm-hmm. when, right before he became the champion. So they just switched the narrative over, you know. Uh, yeah, the match really wasn't much either, so uh, we'll just skip on that. And we walked into a, a Kevin Von Erich interview. Holy shit. <laughs> and, my God, we talk, We have Kevin talking about rats, talking about his rats and orgies pretty fucking much. Oh, yeah. man. He just, uh, he just... Tell us, Go into detail, oh brother, on this. I mean, this is just absolutely fucking insane. Again, uh, I'll, I'll, to bring back a reference before, and I hope I don't, and I probably will mispronounce his name, Matthew McCovney. <laughs> Whatever. This is like the character from uh, Days to Confuse. Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey, yeah, I always fuck it up. Uh, but that's his Days to Confuse character given this speech that Kevin's talking about. Because <laughs> they're given the, the typical promo. Cause, and apparently what we're seeing here, you see it more and more, 
is them really realizing that this is getting sent out to new markets or it's, and and stuff because there's a lot of introductory stuff going on here. Yeah. And uh, Gary Hart's quite good at it, as we'll see later. Uh, Kevon Eric's not so much. Um, he says, you know, we like we're look uh, going looking forward to you know, you know coming to your town, you know, because we like the challenge. At first, okay, the challenge of what wrestling is like of meeting, you know, you know, it's, it's always fun that it, this is the best business for meeting uh, new young ladies and pretty girls. And each town, you know, has its own <laughs> flock. <laughs> and and uh, we're going to get Gary Hart. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and he's got, a, yeah, he's got a shit-eating grin. Shit-eating grin <laughs> while he fucking says this. It's fucking tremendous. Yeah, his priorities are fucking, fucking the chicks, uh, having orgies, yeah, and then getting Gary Hart, you know? That's right. That's the priority. That's a man, that's a Von Eric, you know what? That's a Von Eric who's got his fucking priorities straight. That's why he's the, that's why he's the only one still alive. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking nuts. I mean, can you imagine, though, with Matthew McConaughey, because he is a Texas boy yeah. at heart. Uh, actually, bases character off the fire. I, I would, I, I could see it. <laughs> you know, because I see a lot of Carrie and Carrie and McConaughey. And mm, you merge the two of them at this point, where we're because let's face it, we've talked about it. We're seeing them high right now. Oh, we're not yeah. seeing them coked up. We're seeing them stoned it's to yep. relax them because they're getting on the TV and have to talk. And as you point out, yep. Carrie does have a face full of acne and shit. They they're young, like yeah. you said. So they're stoned and they're just kind of goofing around and fucking up and there you go. And you know what? And you know what? And as we saw at the beginning of this, again, to a point you brought up, they do a, that crowd shot you mentioned again, that long, slow crowd shot over a totally disinterested bunch of the farmers and old yep. people just sitting there, you know, and why do they do that? That's maybe it's like, okay, here, Kevin, we need you to cut a promo to try to get the girls out to come to the matches. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> oh shit. But Hey, it, it gets even better because now brother Carrie is on, on the scene <laughs> here and he's talking about fucking Margaret Lovelutter. <laughs> And I'm like, holy fuck, how can you not, uh, that's about the worst fucking make-believe name I've ever heard of in my life. And, and I'm like, and I go, I didn't think you could top Kevin's shenanigans. Then fucking Carrie, it's like they had a running bet who could fucking come up with the biggest bullshit oh, promo. No. And, uh, and fucking Carrie comes up with Margaret fucking Margaret love letter. Who, you know, and he's weird, and you gotta, and you guys, if you guys haven't seen the episode, oh, watch shit. it. Because it gets fucking nuts. We can't do it well, justice. Because here's Carrie with his fucking glasses <laughs> and the fucking fucking feather and the damn hair. Oh, it's just ridiculous. Go oh, on, dude, you're, oh, you, <laughs> Margaret Love Letter. Okay, so to, to give it some context, if anyone who might listen to this and isn't watching it, Carrie has a letter, a fan letter, and... He's like, and it's an inspirational letter from a young woman who's saying that, you know, watching the Von Eric family on TV inspires her. 
and Carrie's reading the letter. He's like, this is written by a young lady named Margaret Loveletter. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, you know, he, they either told him, um, just come up with a name. Okay. He's all stoned. He gets out there. He's holding it. And all he knows is that it's a love letter. And it's Margaret Love, love Letter. <laughs> or he forgot it, what they told him to say. And he had to improvise. And the best that Gary could improvise was Margaret Love Letter. <laughs> it was fucking horrible. Oh, my God. Holy shit. It's hilarious. Yeah, after, after seeing this shit, there was no fucking way he was up for the role of Ivan Drago in Rocky uh, 3. Uh, uh, Rocky oh, was that a rumor? Uh, that, that was, yeah, that was reported by <laughs> right, Melcher sure. back in the day. Yeah, no, <laughs> no fucking way. way at this point. Uh, you can't even provide something better than Margaret fucking <laughs> Love Letter. Because obviously the girl's name was probably Margaret, and it was a letter talking about wanting to fuck the <laughs> shit out of him uh-huh. and Kevin. Um is about the only thing I could possibly picture, think of. Picture, picture and his stone fucking fucked yeah, up picture, mind. Picture him on the set. Picture him on the set. Okay, action. I will bend you. A cut! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, man. You have anything else to add to these nah, fucking... No, uh, <laughs> Margaret, Mar- <laughs> Margaret loves letters. <laughs> All right, man. Then let's let's take a break fucking here. Let 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 this all sit in for the fucking audience because this is a. I mean I can't even. I mean it's like. I mean Margaret fucking love letter. Okay man, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. We we'll right back and and we 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 might be talking some more oh, Margaret love letter. Hero. I don't know. I know. Holy shit. Well we'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, pro wrestling announcer Kevin Kelly here. I want to make sure you are all subscribed to all the great feeds here at Place to Be Nation. It's really easy to do. Just head to iTunes or your preferred podcatcher app today and search and subscribe to the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed, which, of course, includes the full archives of the Kevin Kelly Show, the Place to Be Nation pod feed, and the pro wrestling only feed. Subscribe, listen, and then rate us and leave feedback today. And be sure to give Justin your true thoughts. I mean, don't hold back. After all, he is kind of a jerk. Just listen to Scott. Place Dominations, JT Rosero and Chad Campbell here. We want to let you know that we have a ton of great podcasts available to you on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and PlaceDomination.com. And we offer those to you on three great feeds. On the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed, we bring you the Mothership, the original Place to Be podcast, as well as main event, Lucha Afterground, and our monthly pay-per-view reaction shows, as well as the Our Vantage Point podcast and Jeff Learns Wrestling. In addition to these full-length shows, we also deliver quick-hit pod blasts on topics old and new. Over on the Pro Wrestling Only feed, we dive deep inside the wrestling business with a stacked army of experts leading the way. The feed features potpourri shows such as This Week in Wrestling, Greetings from Allentown, Psychology is Dead, Puro Puri, Stacy and Elliot's Bogus Journey, and the Military Industrial Suplex. We also have shows that focus intently on certain topics like Letters from Center Stage, Space City, and NWA Classics on Demand Adventure, Through the Years, Strong Style History, Strong Style Story, and Mount Olympus. 
Plus, the feed has the full archives of legendary shows like Titans of Wrestling, Where the Big Boys Play, Letters from Kayfabe, and much more. And on our popular Place to Be Nation Pop podcast feed, we offer such great shows as the Glenn Butler Podcast Hour Spectacular, Rank and File, PTBN Dadcast, Go Home in a Box, NBA Team, and Lucha Undead, as well as a vertible podcast heaven for comics fans with the hard-traveling fanboys, Sellers Points, Todd Weber's Conversation, Geek and Sassy, and Imaginary Stories Podcasts. You can find all of these current shows plus archives of our past podcasts, including The Kevin Kelly Show, as well by subscribing to all of our feeds on iTunes. And while there, be sure to rate and leave feedback as well. All of these shows plus others available on PlacementNation.com where we cover pro wrestling, sports, movies, comics, plus in-depth stretch projects and more. Be sure to support our site by using PlacementNation.com backslash Amazon when shopping online and download our free PTB Vintage Vault Refresh eBooks via the links on our site. We also want to thank our friends at Bonehead's Wing Bar in West Warwick, Rhode Island and Fall River, Massachusetts, TheHistoryOfWrestling.com and Scott Keats' Blog of Doom. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Tumblr as well. PlacementNation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Yeah, and, and we're back, and we're still laughing about Margaret fucking Love Letter. And but you know, but you know, you get Margaret Love Letter, and then you do look at all all these guys, and they're technically kids. You see the acne, and that's how fucking young these guys are, man. They're having fun. They're making probably not making a shitload of money right now, but they're, that's why that's you can tell they're not making enough because they're they're just buying fucking. Uh, uh, marijuana here, buying the weed instead of uh, oh, yeah. uh, later on when they start making some serious coin, they shift the over 80s. into fucking uh, cocaine and uh, and all the other stuff. And, and Gino so did everybody. Yet, so uh, <laughs> uh, uh, we had, yeah, but I'm, I'm probably sure right when they make Michael Hayes, they start making money. That's where the coke starts fucking getting involved. Oh, listen, listen brother, I, the only coke I ever did was with Jack and Coke, brother. Oh God. Unbelievable. Then we get this Kabuki versus Richard Blood match. Uh, we've talked about Richard Blood. This is not Tito Santana <laughs> or Ricky Steamboat. Uh, but again, it's another fun little match. Uh, Kabuki goes over. You know, we, we really establishes his gimmick and then has to win. Um, you know, nothing, you know, not a great match by any stretch of the imagination, but just, uh, kind of an extended squash. You have any thoughts on it, or any any interesting uh, insights on the commentary? Uh, well, I don't know how interesting it is, but uh, uh, Gene gets off this line here, talking about I guess the feud between Kabuki and Fritz uh, uh, is the greatest feud in the history. And he pauses of the world. It it, it have to be. It have to be. And I was like, yeah, fuck you, Israel and Palestine. God, Fritz, come on. <laughs> yeah, if he just if he just ended it in the history of the world, good. And then he just does the thing to try to convince himself. David just sitting there being the master of the obvious because he's not good at this and he doesn't want to be there at all. Yeah, he's uh, not liking this in one bit. Yeah, nah, he don't want to be. I mean, he ain't good at it. He knows he's not good at it, and he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, he's just <laughs> waiting for his fucking time for him to disappear. He's just hating him. Mm. And then, yeah, but it, well, cause, because like, David could be a fired-up promo, yes. but not doing this shit. No, no. But, uh, and... Uh, and, but then, you know, Kabuki really fucks up Richard Blood, and uh, he's, like, spitting shit up, or he's grabbing his neck or some shit, I don't remember what it was. And they, they keep showing more and more of how hurt he is until finally David gets off this line. He goes, hey, let's not watch any more of this, okay? 
Yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, uh, <laughs> not good. And that leads us into Carrie versus Kabuki, which is a uh, same match that we discussed uh, last week. So right. uh, I don't think we need to hit on it again. Um, I mean, I don't think we have any new takes a week later, do you? No, nah, just again, those fucking crowd shots. Yeah. Just, oh, it's sad. It's depressing. And I mean, Kelly's baseball analogy is so true. It's just like you have the young up and coming, like you know, they're maybe like a year or two away from being full fledged superstars. Uh-huh. Uh, but then you have like your your number one pitcher is the great Kabuki, where his reality has like a number three in the rotation. And yeah, there's a lot of baseball analogies you can take from this promotion right now. That's really, you know, we're when you think about, it, we're only ten months away from him to being red hot. Oh, which is pretty amazing. Um, then we get Ivan Putsky versus Jack Taylor. And I like Putsky's uh, Polish hammer here and energy hmm. here. But, yeah, other than that, it was just a real quick squash. Uh, nothing nothing exciting here. Do <laughs> you have any any great uh, takes here? Uh, I got a, a few. Uh, let me see here. Yes, that's a good girl. My dog just came in the room. Oh, professional gosh. podcasting here. Uh, so you got... <clears throat> uh, Putsy's coming in, he's flexing his tits and shit, doing his fucking dance. And, uh, but Taylor is doing is the autograph thing too. And Putsy's got a ton of people on his autograph. Because that's the, one of those world class things. The baby face yeah. is always over there, you know, just signing autographs, you know, for a few lucky kids. And, uh, <laughs> but Jack Taylor, he's got like four kids. And he signed for him. He was just looking at Putsky like, okay, you just hold on, you son of a bitch. I have four fans. You just back off in your bouncing titties. <laughs> uh, and here we go. Is, this might have been the final straw of why Gene Goodson had to go on vacation. Uh, he can't say Putsky. That all. He can't, I, he can't pronounce it. He says Pushki. He says Putschki. Um, yeah, David wants, David wants actually makes sure to say Putsky and emphasize it. And he goes, yeah, that's right. Putsky. <laughs> um, it's terrible. <laughs> you can't say it. Um, and then when he wins, when Putsky wins, and <laughs> Putsky's, Putsky's doing his, his <laughs> shaking his little ass, his little tights, bouncing his big titties around. I was like, I want to. Sh- if Parv could see this right now, he'd be furious. <laughs> he would. He, he, he'd be furious. I think he hated Putsky more than me. <laughs> oh boy. Which leads us to a. This leads us to a, a, a Gary Hart promo, and we find out the fucker lost his hair uh, in a hair match before the one gang man, one man gang match from like '85. Because uh, we remember seeing Gary Hart with hair. When he first started uh, managing Gino and Chris Adams, and remember he had that hair match with a uh, one-man gang and Carrie. Carrie wins, and he shaved his head and never, never been screwed back in and out. But he, the sound, the sounds here, he lost his hair before. You sure about that? Yeah, in this promo, he mentions it. No, no, I remember hearing that, but I just assumed this was the one. Because I remember reading no. in his book. In his book, he just says it happened once, and I just assumed the oldest must be hit. Yeah, I've always, that was the one-man gang man. Hasn't he always been yeah. bald? That was 85, yeah. I thought he was bald before that. Yeah, well, he was, but he had hair in 84. 
Um, I don't remember that. I, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll eventually we'll see it. Yeah, and, oh, uh, yeah. I, I'm not uh, arguing with it. I, I just I don't remember. Yeah, so I never knew that, that another hair match existed. So that's why it kind oh. of blew my mind this promo. Well, any any thoughts here? Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Uh, we got Gene and Hussein. Uh, and Hussein says, uh, he's, he's like, this is why world championship, world class championship wrestling called the most prestigious because of Marvel, just Marvel mouse it, <laughs> just bips it in the end. And, uh, Gene still gets his point in about that wrestling has the, the biggest attendance of stuff that only involves people. <laughs> he's, he's really sticking to that point. Um, yeah, Gary Hart. This, okay, this is what I was uh, saying before. This is Gary Hart explaining who he is, explaining why he's bald, explaining who his man is, and explaining the, that there's a history of hatred between the Von Erichs and Gary Hart, you know, and he's painting a picture for all these people who have never seen this before. Yep. And he's tremendous, tremendous. Yeah, you know, um, remember back on Titans, uh, we all did our uh, Mount Rushmore managers, and Gary Hart made mine. Um, watching him, on, on, like, you see him now in Houston and out here, is he someone you'd, you'd, you'd reconsider a little bit, or no way in hell? I don't even remember what I did. So, you know, I always loved, I always thought Gary Hart was awesome. I always thought when people slag Gary Hart, it used to piss me off. Cause I, cause to me, when people slag Gary Hart, uh, give me a parvy. Like, I think they, they're not as smart as they think they are. Yeah. I mean, Cause I, there's, uh, it's, sorry, but if you don't get what the subtleties of what Gary, Gary Hart comes out in, at times in a fucking Bill Cosby sweater. And now we know that that was fucking evil. So maybe he was really ahead of his time, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but he, what he could convey, because everyone was giving you that fucking hokey bullshit. It was like, well, he can't bump. So he's no good. Fuck that shit. That's fucking bullshit. There's, there's been, we've seen him. We've seen tons of great managers that don't have to fucking bump. Yeah, I mean, we, we know yeah. he broke his back. Give him a break. He, bro- he, he broke his back in a fucking airplane crash. Okay? That always fucking pissed me off. I, I love Gary Hart. Yeah, he had other ways of getting paybacks on him, like losing his fucking hair and hair. His hair. He, he, they'd figure out ways to do it. Yeah. Just because he can't take an ass kicking doesn't mean he's not embarrassed. And Yeah. And and it even plays into the narrative of he's always defeated, but he's never totally defeated because yeah. he's the eternal villain of the Von Eric family. Yeah, he's a tremendous promo, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I love him, and that's why he made my uh, Mount Rushmore. Oh yeah, uh, I mean when Kelly goes back, and you, you definitely need to talk to him about that. And this leads us into Al Madrill and Frank Dusick. Mm-hmm. Um, what what do you think, man? <laughs> Trying to like read my freaking notes. Uh, oh, Deuce Six uh, Robe has a spangled unicorn on the back, and I thought that you know what? That's fucking swank. That's that's fucking cool. I dig it. I'm down, down with Captain Frank. Now, why the guy in the army is dressed like Klinger? Fuck it, I don't know, but you know that's a swank robe. Uh, 
And Gene gets in the, just the point that Dusik comes from a wrestling family and immediately panics and says, it's like, but nothing like the Von Erics. No, not even. Not, don't even, even, don't even, should I even use the word family? I don't even, you know, and David don't give a shit. He's like, whatever. He's like, yeah, they are. David yeah, just, it, it gets <laughs> like the ultimate Von Erich shill, but he's so terrible at it, you know? Well, he's scared to death after yeah. fucking, fucking, uh, Fritz. Yeah, he's still, yeah, he's still in fucking, uh, he's like, a, what is it? I, I, uh, he said he has PTSD. From yeah, yeah, he's like it's like a fucking rape victim almost. Oh, gee, oh, yeah, dude. yeah, I, no, I, hey, I went, oh, I went well, there. <laughs> okay, I, I was gonna, Jesus Christ, I was gonna say Vietnam vet, but oh, okay. But you, you really think about it, he really is shell shocked for fucking working with shell, uh, shell shock. There you go. We'll go World War One yeah, too. With fucking uh, working with Fritz, he only worked with him. Can you imagine growing up in that household? Good lord, I don't, I can't. Well, okay, let's, you know what. Do I, do I have to answer that question? It's freaking obvious. Okay, let's move on here for a second. Uh, so, let me see here. And then when the, the crowd's chanting something, and it sounded to me like they were chanting dropkick, dropkick. I was like, okay. <laughs> Maybe I missed. Oh, no, then I realized, oh, it's Chauncey. Chauncey. Because yes. Chauncey Irwin is at ringside. And, uh, Worst, that might be the worst freaking... Uh... Insult ever. Yeah, Chauncey. I mean, do you really? What, what, what is this? Is this 1932? I know. <laughs> Chauncey? Okay. That's the most unique thing you can talk about. I mean, I have um, a big ugly or a big dummy. I think it would be a dummy. Insult. Dummy. Just yeah. dummy. Dummy. Okay. Oh, you know, we don't want to say dummy on TV. They really, you know, they, they, you know, they had to think of something that couldn't possibly offend anybody. I'm sure, I'm sure the society of Chaunceys weren't going, hey, you know, that's why Weasel's like Weasel. Who, weasel. You right. Know, who complains about a Weasel? Chauncey. Uh, but uh, then they do this spot where Hal hurts his knee, and it's the most awkward-looking thing I ever saw to the point where I'm going, was that real? Because it, if because the way he's selling it, who knows? That's how things get hurt. You know, they don't always look like it hurts. Uh, and then it was really clear at the slow mo. No, no, it was just this massive fuck up. You know, I was like, you got there and have to. They someone booked that because they have a rematch about it. And I'm like, it it looks terrible. <laughs> and um, and then uh, as we bid a fond fond adieu uh, to uh, Gene Goodson here, um. I believe this is the wrap up. He uh, he says, uh, "Well, our hour is up. That's the way it goes. And all that's all we got. We ain't got no more." And <laughs> he gets his one last fucking catchphrase out there. And uh, I salute you. You've, yeah, and, and <laughs> David and somehow man. David ran in for the save, so he didn't. Oh yeah, David ran. In for the, oh, was, yeah, yeah, let goodbye. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> David's like getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> I will say these episodes fly by. So Ooh. far, the wrestling has been just absolutely terrible. Um, but for a promotion not known about the promos, that's been saving the TV for me. I mean, like Gary Hart's promo was an a, a great was a grand promo. I, I mean, that was just a, a master class, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, but then yeah. you got the Von Erics that are so bad they're good promos, and uh, which they make them entertaining. I mean, I oh, I love them, but yeah, <laughs> you got to figure you got to figure the audience, man. The audience can see that. See the two young guys 
And, you know, even if one's got a horse face and acne and this one's, you know, it, it, they, you know, they're looking, they got the bodies, just everything. But you got, as long as you got Gary Hart there conducting it, because if your bad guy is compelling and can get the storytelling across, you don't need the good guys to be all that fucking deep. Yeah. You're yeah. absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And, uh, we're just a few months away from it turning into a hot promotion. But right now, you really don't see much of the building blocks to be there. I mean, you have the three Von Eric brothers. But there's really nothing else that you're ready right now that seems like it's ready to ignite a flame yet. Um, uh, hopefully we get there sooner than later. Uh, but hey. Uh, well, Bundy. Yeah, we have Bundy. He kind of so, helps. So, uh, yeah, I'm waiting for the, waiting for that gap, the gap to bridge. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. haven't had a feuding yet with the Von Eric. So no, no. I'm looking forward to it. And, and I think that'll be like building block one. Uh, so right. it's, it's cool. It's right big, now, this is the, this, this is the Von Eric's on, Riding their training training bike, pretty much, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're transitioning out of Fritz being lead babyface, and then his kids are about ready to take over. So. And that and that it's as we we figured it out is this is introductory television. Yeah, it's slowly spreading because part of what Fritz was doing was reaching more homes, and, you know, through various deals and shit, you know. Yep, and. Uh, just keep, you know, introducing uh, shit, and uh, so it's gonna be awkward, you know, to go from. I'm sure they were at regional television, and then suddenly they were changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's the future's here. But hey, <laughs> that's world cast, baby. Johnny, anything you need to talk about before we head out? Uh, the only thing I want to talk about is non wrestling. But any of you who watch. And, you, and everyone should watch it, but it's not for everyone. Uh, the new season of BoJack Horseman just uh, came out on Netflix, and I burned through it. In it like, amazing. A, it's fucking tremendous. It's so good. I couldn't stop watching it. And just you know, one thing they do, and they do it. It's awesome. It's I worked with Alzheimer's patients for 23 years. And whenever they try to do it on TV, it stinks. It's never right. It's never, they do it in this and it's pretty much fucking perfect. And then they d- depict it in the way it actually is. And it's amazing. And it, you're still fucking like laughing. Ah, I can't recommend it enough. Awesome. And remember CWF Fan Fest, October 13th and 14th. Uh, I'll be out there doing podcasts. Uh, we'll be watching some wrestling. I'm sure there'll be some cold beers uh, being toasted. Have If you're in the area, come on out. Have fun. It'll be a great weekend. Trust me, guys. And on that note, uh, we're out of here. Uh, we'll see you next week. My heartaches and troubles are just up and gone. The moment that you come in view. With your hand in mine, dear, I could dance on and on, and I could waltz across Texas with you. Waltz across Texas with you in my arms. Waltz across Texas with you. A storybook ending
And I could waltz across Texas with you.